today there was a large emphasis on the importance of giving a proper teaching in the proper order. Rinpoche went over the 16 attributes of the Four Noble Truths according to Penchen Sunandrapa's general meaning of perfection. 64. 464. 464. Four hundred and sixty-four. Working at the aims is twofold. 64. Dunshin then Kabir Nge Ragin, Dazichi, Manampa, Dunjin, Let's see Napa Tsar. Chishine. The Yanjer tree. The data in Chishine. The. Yeah. The Natsu Napa lesson. Dane Sunsan. The Jipja. Druchu drew some that's year, eh? Then a not, then a good so. Napa. Yeah, okay. Napa. Napa. Tata. Okay. So, just to let everybody know where we are in English, uh, we're going to begin on page 227, uh, letter V, number 5. Um, a somewhat elaborate explanation. Uh, so that's where we'll begin. And again, I apologize for having to leave early today. It just uh, <coughs> no choice. Okay. These are in Okay, so when we um, look at Buddha's teachings, we are able to condense them. And if we were to condense them, the way that we would do so is by taking, uh, breaking them down into three specific categories. Uh, and these are called the stages of the path for beings of three capacities. So the first capacity is for beings who wish to achieve the state of higher realm existence in their next lives. So this is uh, called the teachings shared in common with beings of small capacity and one practices uh, the um, ethics which abandons the ten non-virtuous activities and goes for refuge to the three jewels, the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. In dependence upon these practices, one is born the higher realms of rebirth in one's future lives, in next life, or in next lives, just in the future. Uh, the next category are teachings shared in common with beings of medium capacity. These are for uh, beings who wish to achieve nirvana uh, for themselves alone, an individual uh, liberation. Uh, 
Um, so the way that this practitioner achieves this is by um, depending or relying on the three highest higher trainings, the highest higher training in ethics, concentration, and wisdom. And in dependence upon these trainings and practices, one is able to achieve uh, liberation. Uh, and then the, finally, the teachings for beings of great capacity are those teachings which lead to complete Buddhahood. So those are... Um, those practices require one to generate the mind that aspires to enlightenment or bodhicitta and then once this bodhicitta has arisen in his or her continuum then he or she um, practices the six perfections the uh, perfection of um, generosity, ethics, patience, effort, concentration and wisdom. Je Okay. Then in Gatsu Nama, the Jurusun, Yene, the Yanjer, Tearing? Gatsu Napa less. Okay. Okay. Then Jupudro. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The Parche, the Kanga Yere, Napa Lepson. The Shugude? Jipja Druchi Drusun. Drusun? Napa. Naparoa. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, so when, uh, now uh, when we look at the text where we are specifically, 
Um, and we look at it in terms of the outline. We've arrived at training in the four ways to gather disciples that help others to mature. Uh, so in that section, there are five different categories. What the four ways to gather disciples are, the reasons they are stipulated as four, their functions, the need for those who gather a following to rely on them, and a somewhat elaborate explanation. So uh, we've actually arrived at that elaborate explanation, but then what are the four ways to gather disciples? Actually, what are they? Um, and here they're divided into four categories. Uh, and Rinpoche just wanted to reread this about, you know, this major, what the major heading is defined as, what qualifies it as such. So it says, generosity is as early explained in the section on this perfection. So when we go to the section in the text on the uh, six perfections, which is right before this, obviously, um, and go specifically to generosity, then that's um, what, how we should practice, what we should practice, etc. Um, so, so to not be repetitive, J. Rinpoche just says, just look back to the section on generosity, uh, and the information is all there. Pleasant speech is teaching the perfections to the disciples, so teaching uh, the actual teachings that go take one to the other side, uh, meaning from imperfect to perfection. Uh, so those teachings, teaching those things. Working at the aims is setting disciples to work on aims that they have been taught or involving them in correctly taking these aims. Um, giving a specific, um, almost a diagram uh, f for the proper way, the steps necessary, inclusions, exclusions, and so forth in order to achieve certain goals. Um, so correctly laying those things out properly. And then the, the fourth is that consistency of one's own behavior. Um, so working at aims is setting disciples to work on the aims as they have been taught or involving them in correctly taking up these aims. Consistency of behavior is stabilizing yourself in these very aims in which you have established others and then training in them. So not having being, uh, as last week I think I used the word hypocritical, um, if one is saying to practice a certain way, then one should be doing that. Uh, if one is saying to modify one's, someone's, one should modify his or her behavior, then the, the person saying that should be modifying their behavior. Then where does this come from? This comes from Lord Maitreya's ornament for the Mahayana Sutras. Uh, and it states that generosity is the same as before, teaching the perfections, involving... Uh, um, uh, so here, this is... Um, uh, showing in the ornament for Mahayana Sutras these, these four ways. So generosity is the first, is the same as before. Teaching the perfections, that's number two. Involving others and taking them up, number three. And involving yourself uh, um, is number four. And then it says are asserted to be pleasant speech, working at the aims, consistency of behavior respectively. Um, so these are just pointing out this, these, uh, where these four come from, where these points come from. Um, Dixon, Gidney to 
The reason they are stipulated as four. Question, why are the ways of gathering disciples set as four? Reply, in order to gather a following of disciples for the sake of establishing... I'm sorry. We're, we're, I'm supposed to start at five. I apologize. I just was being robotic. Uh, Rinpoche, because we uh, ended... Uh, Rinpoche just wanted to go over that first one. Uh, we're beginning at five. A somewhat elaborate explanation. Uh, there are two types of pleasant speech. There, that's better. The first pleasant speech associated with worldly customs mean that, means that you first assume a clear expression free of anger 
give a smile, and then please living beings in worldly ways, such as inquiring after their health, etc. The second type, pleasant speech associated with presenting the perfect teaching, means that you instruct living beings in the teaching for their benefit and happiness, beginning with the teachings on developing faith, ethical discipline, study, generosity, and wisdom. The avenues of pleasant, pleasant speech are as follows. To an enemy who would kill you, you say helpful words without a fault in your heart. With the dull-witted, you willingly rise to the challenge, tirelessly giving talks on the teaching and causing them to adhere to virtue. To devious beings who deceive their masters, abbots, etc., and engage in wrongdoing, you speak pleasantly with helpful words and without anger, teaching even the most difficult persons. In order that persons whose minds have not matured let me see. In order that persons whose minds have not matured may eliminate ob obscuration and be reborn in the happy realms, you give discourses to them on preliminary practices, generosity, and ethical discipline. To persons whose minds have matured, who are rid of ob obscuration and possessed of a joyful frame of mind, you reveal the foremost and perfect teaching of the Four Noble Truths. Your, uh, you encourage householders and renunciate who are careless to be conscientious, who are careless to be conscientious. And to those who have doubts, you speak elaborately and explain the teaching to, that, to them to dispel their doubts. Um, so there's not a lot of commentary. They just want to, there were a couple of things, so just give me a moment. I want to look through it and see if I, wh which ones they were. So here we see um, pleasant speech um, being explained <coughs> again um, as presenting the actual teachings of the perfections, or teaching the, the actual perfections themselves. Uh, it says, associated with presenting the perfect teaching means that you instruct living beings in the teaching for their benefit. I'm sorry. Uh, Pleasant speech associated with pre presenting the perfect teachings. Um, so the the perfect uh, presenting the perfect teachings is referring to the perfection teaching, the teaching on the perfections. Uh, so those teachings which teach one how to go to the other side. Um, so um, that's what pleasant speech is referring to. Um, No commentary given. Okay, it's not a Dixon. The double mumble. The double mumble. The mumble you marry. The agit no bad. The double mumble. So do I. Choose them to be double mumble. That never agit shows. So the double puppy double. The double puppy double. The double puppy double. The double long puppy double was cool double. Shaja man bo da go cool double do a double je. Double je from do a. Deji ngomolan de ba. Shebalan de ba. Shawan <laughs> 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 
Shiva Nyamlin. Nyamlin Dandraj. Okay. One is brought to that joyful frame of mind by pleasant speech. Um, so, um, by um, utilizing the pleasant, pleasant speech, then this encourages um, one uh, uh, to, to practice and, and want to work, um, work towards certain aims. Um, so, um, so once one gets to a, a joyful place where he or she is receptive and wants to, is um, happy to hear what you have to say. I guess that would be the best way to translate it. Once one is happy to hear what you have to say, then at that point, then it says, um, you reveal the foremost and perfect teaching of the Four Noble Truths. So what, what does that mean? So the Four Noble Truths were the first teaching The first teaching, teaching given by Buddha Shakyamuni in Varanasi in India. Uh, and this was the ter first turning of the wheel of Dharma of the Four Noble Truths. Um, and the Buddha taught these Four Noble Truths in three different ways. The Buddha taught them according to their nature uh, or their, their actuality. Uh, the Buddha taught them according to how they are practiced um, and, or the sequence of practice. Uh, and then the Buddha taught them uh, in terms of um, the word that is literally it's translated as action. That's what Rumi and I were just talking about. Um, uh, a lot of times I've seen it um, translated differently um, because it, it has to do with the, the ultimate nature of the truths. But it's just translated, I guess, as action. So we can look into why that is. I'm not sure. 
Um, but the fourth category is action. So the first category of nature, the Buddha stated the following. Um, this is the superior uh, um, uh, truth of suffering. This is the superior truth of origin. This is the superior truth of uh, cessation. And this is the superior truth of path. Um, so this was really the, the defying, the de defining, the definition, if you will, um, at a gross level of those Four Noble Truths. Uh, then the Buddha, in the second way, stated them in, in terms of practice. So the Buddha stated that suffering is to be understood, uh, origin is to be abandoned, cessation is to be achieved, and path is to be relied upon or practiced. Uh, so this is the second category, which is the, um, in terms of, of practice. Um, the third category, as we said, is in terms of action or um, actual identity, I would say. Um, and this is, the Buddha stated, that there is no suffering to understand. Uh, there is no origin to abandon. There is no cessation to achieve. And there is no path to rely upon. Uh, so this is uh, the Buddha's third statement um, that's translated literally as um, um, action um, and statement of action um, and that is everything that he said in terms of those categories of nature practice and action uh, in, at the first turning of the wheel of Dharma I mean, there's more commentary but I mean that was in, in terms of these three categories that fulfills those Digson Um, so then another way to explain the Four Noble Truths uh, is according to their aspects. So we have the 16 sometimes aspects or attributes of the Four Noble Truths. Uh, so each of the Four Noble Truths has four uh, attributes, if you will. Uh, so the first, the truth of sufferings, uh, uh, has the following four. The first is impermanence, the second suffering, the third selflessness, and the fourth is emptiness. Uh, so these are the four aspects of true sufferings. The four aspects of true origins are cause, origin, strong production, and condition. Uh, so these are the four aspects of the second noble truth, the truth of origin. Then the four aspects of the third noble truth, true cessations, are cessation, pacification, auspicious highness, and definite emergence. Uh, these are the um, four attributes of the third noble truth, the truth of cessation. And then the fourth noble truth, the truth of path, um, true paths um, have four attributes as well. Uh, 
the four are as follows. Path, suitability, achievement, and deliverance. Uh, so these are the 16 attributes of the Four Noble Truths broken down into the four categories of four in relation to uh, each among these Four Noble Truths. Dig Sung Rinpoche. Arises. Okay, arises. Um, okay, Sawa gare chuchen le sawa mitapa mitapa yinde ringa chiyeje koko koko machowa yimbeje produced occasionally okay so um then the jawa gare Ale the the dungyal dambaje the the rimache garshane the the jawagare not so such a nearland yapumbo then the um denji judru okay Okay, okay. 
So when we look at these various aspects of the Four Noble Truths, we see uh, the first true sufferings and we see impermanence, uh, suffering, selflessness, emptiness. So this impermanence, what does this mean? Impermanence is referring to the momentary nature, things that are not static, things that are produced occasionally. Um, so um, then if we were to say what is um, the uh, posit the true truth of suffering uh, you could say um, or posit true sufferings uh, you could say the appro contaminated appropriated aggregates so these contaminated aggregates that are forced on us this would be an example of true sufferings um, why are they um, true sufferings um, you could say uh, um, because Dugnyal Demba Yinde Mitapa Yimbichir Nyomare. Dugnyal Demba Yinde Mitapa Oh, so then they say, <coughs> why? Um, why is this? Okay, two chain. So why is this true sufferings? Because it is that which is brought about from karma and the afflictions. Um, so this is uh, when we say, so you would say um, the subject, uh, the um, contaminated, uh, forced, the, the, um, the subject, the appropriated aggregates, are true sufferings because they are brought about from karma and the afflictions. Uh, so that's how the syllogism would work in, in terms of uh, the subject, the appropriated contaminated aggregates are true sufferings because they are uh, brought about or they are brought into being through karma and the afflictions. So then they would say, so if it is brought about by karma and afflictions, it is necessarily true sufferings? And you would say, yes. So then, then that would, the person debating you would say, oh, so if it's that, it's that? Are you sure? And then you say, yes. And then that would close the book, unless you're wrong. And then a whole mess would start if you're wrong. And they'd start making fun of you a lot. Lots of people would come. That's great. Um, so... Um, so that's how we would look at a syllogism in terms of the true sufferings. And then, so true sufferings are impermanent. Why are they impermanent? Because they are being produced occasionally. Ah, renke chibeche, the parshin shitta and the yure, na inchikizusa. The parshin, the denji mita judru, the shitta mitapa dungyawa da mepa dan the the Jutsen Kanga Nga Yure Rebuche then Chiran Triguna the Jutsen Jutsen the Jujru Kanga Yure okay the Yabudu okay so uh, we're going to be looking right now at something specific Rebuche is going to turn to uh, for, for right now um, Penchen Sunandrapa's general meaning of perfection the specific section on the 16 attributes of the Four Noble Truths I translated it before a while ago so uh, the course outline of it. So we're going to just go through that. So let me just get a drink here. <clears throat> okay, so 
The first, the subject, um, true suffering. So that's what we begin with, because that's the first of the four categories of the Four Noble Truths. So true sufferings has four attributes. The first among those four attributes is impermanence. So why are true sufferings impermanent? They're impermanent because of being produced occasionally. Uh, so this is the... Um, reason. So again, we're looking at it in terms of, as a translator's note, in terms of a syllogism. Um, so the subject would be, um, so it goes uh, subject, um, statement, or um, thesis, and then reason. So that's how this, this syllogism works. So you'd have the subject, true sufferings, and then your thesis, your statement is that they are impermanent, and then your reason is because of being produced occasionally. Uh, so this is how the entire syllogism would work. Um, so then the person, as a translator's note, um, debating you, so you'd be answering, it is because of being produced occasionally. Then the person debating would say, oh, so if it's produced occasionally, it's necessarily impermanent? And you would say yes. So then that closes that. Dixon. So when we look at the subject contaminated appropriated aggregates, this means that uh, this word appropriated really is mean forced, uh, and it means that we don't really have any control over um, if we're going to feel pleasant, things will be pleasant, or we feel sick or hurt. Um, so this is the appropriated part, that we're forced into the position um, by our karma and afflictions into this. Uh, so our, our current aggregate could be sick, or current aggregate could be at peace, but we, we current aggregates could be but um, we don't have really any um, independence in terms of what choice we would always choose happy. So we don't have that independence. Um, we're not, we have no in independence in terms of birth, uh, aging, sickness, or death. So we say that because these, we say this is because they were brought about by karma and afflictions. What would a scientist say? So, scientists, we're looking for the answer to that. Um, why um, the the senipa triwagare? Uh, so, okay, so we, the question for science is, uh, science, uh, we don't seem to have any uh, way uh, or any independence or control over our birth, our aging, our sicknesses that we have, and when we're going to die. Why, are, why don't we have any control over that? Why is there no independence? So this is something to think about. So science, why don't we have any independence? Why can't we control any of that? Okay, 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 
Okay. Um, so then the next is emptiness. Uh, so the subject, truth sufferings, are emptiness uh, because it is empty of a pure self that is different, uh, so that is other. Um, so pure self meaning an inherently existent uh, self uh, that is other than that exists separately. That's this that's an identity of the entity. Um, so uh, this is uh, the number four because it's empty of a pure self that is other. Um, Then the the sign da kansakengu. Sign da tuenjens. Pumbele tuenjens be da. Pumbele ngoji be da. Ninja denjero da. Sign da tuen. Pumbele tuenjens be da gutuwa. Tuwa. Then chapagare gangis the selbo nga selbo yomare gongel me pachigrim biche. Okay, so I'm having maybe just a slight difficulty with this next translation, but we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, so then the final is selflessness. So the subject, true sufferings, are self, selflessness because of not being established as an independent self. And then in parentheses I have influenced by impermanent factors. Um, so Rinpoche then is asking what, um, if we look at the two, pure self and independent self, um, are there three possibilities, four possibilities? Are they synonymous or are they mutually exclusive? Um, so that's where we got to, and I answered the question wrong. <laughs> I said I think they're 
they could be synonymous. I'm not sure. Um, so I guess I, I'm not clear on what the definition of these pure self and independent self are exactly. And then Rinpoche started to tell me and I got confused. So that's where I, we left off and I'm going to delve in a little bit further. Okay, then they... Um, だにぼくんじょんがのばらじょうくんじょうあ。で、ムスムシゲワドンチ。で、で、レッツゴー。そう、だね、じゃあ。サインダダン。ロンイダ。ロンイダ。で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、
Okay, so the next we move on to true origins. Um, so true origins um, have the four categories of cause, origin, strong production, and condition. Um, so there are those religions that believe there's an external creator or a god that brings about our experience and brings us, brings us into being. Um, but in um, Buddhism, we state that it is the contaminated actions and attachment that continues the process of cyclic existence for us. Um, so this attachment that is there, if that, te- uh, just as a translator's note, one of the um, things that shows you will definitely take a rebirth into cyclic existence is that if there's attachment still within you, you will 100%. So it's one of the the things that is needed for um, a rebirth and cyclic existence to take place. There has to still be attachment. Um, so um, uh, so contaminated actions and attachment um, bring about um, suffering. So in in our tradition, we say it's karma and the afflictions that are the origin. Um, that are uh, the root of suffering, um, are, are the origin of suffering, and at their root we have the grasping. But if we look at the actual um, divisions at their gross level, the truth of origin has two, vi- two divisions, um, karma that is origin and the afflictions that are origin. Um, so um, that is what brings about experience and so forth, Whereas, um, for instance, the Hindu tradition would say that Shiva or Shankarji uh, created, um, depending on which, created uh, the universe, created various things. Um, So there is no external creator in this sense. Um, So when we look at 
what the definition of cause is, according to Buddhism, it's producer. It's a producer. Um, so, um, according to Buddhism, the producer of this are uh, um, the producer of these experiences are um, the um, karma and the afflictions. Uh, so there are. So when we say true origins are a cause because of being the possessor of the root of suffering. Um, so uh, true origins are a cause because they cause suffering. Um, so. The karma and the affliction, if they say posit true origins, you would say karma and afflictions. What do karma and afflictions do? Give rise to suffering, the first noble truth. Um, so that is why the f true origins are, a ca are causes. You'd say causes are, literally it's true origins are cause. The, the, the category is cause. Um, so why are they cause? Because of being the possessor of the root of suffering. Okay. Okay, so the next is the origin. So the subject true origins are origin because of producing all forms of suffering that are its results again and again. Um, so this is why um, true origins are origin. Digso. So the next is the truth of origin is strong production because of cutting um, that's cool. <laughs> I can't read my writing. Just hold on one moment. I'm sorry. Because okay, I'm sorry. The the subject, the truth, uh, true origins are strong production because suffering, its result is produced with strong force. Uh, so that's uh, number 3. So the final is condition. The subject, true origins are condition because it is a cooperative condition to suffering, its result. So what is cooperative condition? Uh, so for instance, if we look at a sprout, uh, sprout has a direct cause, cooperative conditions, and, and so forth. So the direct cause of a sprout is a seed. But the cooperative conditions are the sunlight and the rain, uh, and the nutrients and the earth and so forth. So these are the cooperative conditions for the sprout to take place. Um, so uh, here, uh, the true origins are cooperative conditions to suffering. Their their result. Digson. Garshene the the gunjung nierlen yomare. Then then they garshene nierlen yomare gunjung. 
the Gunjung Jen. Okay, so we were just talking about then um, cooperative conditions and direct causes. So then um, here it's saying because of, I asked, uh, so here it's saying it's a condition because it's a cooperative condition to suffering, it's result. And I asked why origin wasn't um, the direct cause, um, because it directly causes. Uh, and Rinpoche said that it would be more specific than that. So if we looked at um, uh, how a child is born, uh, for instance, uh, into the suffering aggregates and so forth, the direct cause of that are the parents' um, sperm and egg, actually, that are the seeds that create this uh, into being. Rimache was saying, I think. Uh, but science, we would like to know uh, what the direct cause of um, suffering is. Yeah, the, the true sufferings, what are the direct causes? What's the direct cause of true sufferings? And, and not in general, like an individual who's having a true, true sufferings, what is the direct cause of that? So... I, I know each suffering would be different, but just uh, in this case, we're talking of true sufferings and then posit what are true sufferings, and we're saying that true sufferings are the, contam the uh, contaminated, appropriated aggregates. Um, so, um, what would be the direct cause of that science? Okay, Digson. Tabayemet Oh, sure, but you're more
So true cessations are the um, third, uh, and then there are four categories. And Rinpoche, um, uh, first, okay, cessation, pacification, auspicious highness, and definite emergence. So then Rinpoche just read straight through all of the syllogisms, so I'm going to do the same thing. So we're using a subject, a separation which is a complete abandonment of action and afflictions. Uh, so this is a separation. Uh, this is what cessation here is referring to. So true cessations are a cessation because uh, they are a separation from suffering. They are a cessation that separates one from suffering. So that's the first one. Uh, the second is 
the subject a separation which is complete abandonment of actions and afflictions are pacification because it is a separation that is a pacification of the afflictions. Uh, number three, uh, true cessations, I'm sorry, number three, a separation which is a complete, the subject, a separation which is a complete abandonment of actions and afflictions are auspicious highness because they are characterized by uh, benefit and happiness. A separation that is characterized by benefit and happiness. And then number four, uh, we have definite emergence. So the subject of separation, which is a complete abandonment of action and afflictions, is definite emergence because it is free from suffering that will not occur again. A separation in which suffering will not arise again. I translated it two different ways. Um, so there, this definite emergence, meaning that one is emerged from cyclic existence, it's definite because it won't occur again. Cyclic existence won't occur again. Uh, so this emergence is a, uh, a state of cessation that is permanently like that in terms of its, the state of cessation. Dixon, Lam? I don't know what the... Lam? Lam, Ripa, Drupa, Ngejin. Govin <laughs> Sanjit Shuri Lesser. <laughs> 
So then we, we look at these four, the, the path, suitability, achievement, and deliverance. So we have the subject we're going to use now again. Uh, go back to the subject. The Bodhisattva's realization of the direct perception of selflessness on the path of seeing. So the subject, that subject um, is a path because it causes one to proceed to liberation. Uh, then the next, the Bodhisattva's realization of the direct perception of selflessness on the path of, of seeing is suitability because of being an antidote to the afflictions. It is an achievement because the direct perception, the motive, subsistence, abiding of the path is non-mistakenly achieved. It is deliverance because it is a path that eradicates the roots of the afflictions and suffering. Okay, Dixon. Kanga, then Nji ke mo ayo mare. Ta dunga de ba tukunyu de ba ni mo so. Kunyu de ba ina dunga de ba imi. Dunga de ba ina kunyu de ba imi ma jos. Dungyao, gunjung, musum. Kunyu de ba ina dunga de ba imi. Dunga de ba ina kunyu de ba imi ma jos. Shuo sana. Tene duze jan di uro ta. Dungyao, gunjung ma chap. Okay, so then... Then if we look at more subjects, uh, we compare different truths among the Four Noble Truths. So, um, what are the differences between the Four Noble Truths and how many permutations? So, if we look at the truth of suffering and we look at the truth of origin, are the three possibilities, four possibilities, are they mutually exclusive or are they synonymous? So, you would state they are three possibilities. Why are they three possibilities? Because if it is an origin of suffering, it is the truth of suffering. But if it is the truth of suffering, it isn't necessarily the origin of suffering. Show, if someone would say, we'll posit that which is the truth of suffering, but not the origin of suffering, you could say the contaminated appropriated aggregates. Uh, you could say uh, the place uh, the, of suffering, like the um, truth of suffering is the place and its inhabitants. So you could say the place. Uh, so this would be um, a subject uh, which... Um, which pervades which, we can say that if it's a um, origin of suffering, it's a truth of suffering, but if it's a truth of suffering, it's not necessarily an origin of suffering, the contaminated appropriated aggregates. Something which is both, uh, the nika yimba le, sache le, uh, something which is both contaminated action, something which is neither rabbit with horns. Then eh? Godin, Landin. Landin, Godin? Godin, Landin. Debas, on va dire Godin. Gelwa. So, true paths 
And true cessations, what are, are they? Are they three possibilities, four possibilities, mutually exclusive or synonymous? Mutually exclusive. They are mutually exclusive. There are no pervasions. No kangla kangi kyap. Bene? That number judo susu gelam gejadu yede dudin dudin number je gewayin jis dunat de bimata mata dunat no dame jitin gewares gewayin jis dame je yanjisuna mata dunat no dame jitin gewares yinde Jugunjur Gilamagishinatisuidis So, um, origin and cessation are mutually exclusive in terms of pervasions uh, because there is no common locus or neither pervades the either. There's no common locus. Just no common locus alone makes it so that it, it's mutually exclusive. And I think I missed a few things. Rinpoche is reading directly out of the general meaning of perfection. And right to where we are now is where I've translated to. So anything extra, a um, few lines can take an hour to translate for me of this, just because it's very detailed, hard text. So I don't want to... They need digson. Shitun digson. Yeah. the karma judandar yere. Yeah. Okay, so Rimshay actually said then ka, Dixon. Then Tering Ka? Yeah. Then Trua Dan Okay, Dixon Rimche. Then a the Zanima Gemangatsugutso Yanja. Okay, so we're gonna um we're gonna actually have questions. Rimche wants to stop right there and have like a ten minutes of how long I can do questions. Um and then, um, yeah, I don't know what, and then, then yay. <laughs> oh, man. She had a sobel do.
Thank you for teaching and translating. Um, could you just repeat why the Bodhisattva's realization is uh, the achievement, the third or the 15th attribute, please? <clears throat> achievement. Deeper. Um, so the subject, the bodhisattva's realization of the direct perception of selflessness on the path of seeing is an achievement because it is a direct perception of the mode of subsistence of the path. And, uh, I'm sorry, it is a direct perception and the mode of subsistence of the path is non-mistakenly achieved. The kongichiwa, the lam, the the dipa, the dupa, the sumba. Harriva dupa. The dupa. Dupa, yeah. Dupa, kongi chewa, the chichin sewa, dak. Dupa is what the langkoma drugoro, langkoma taba drugoro. Lesser. Dupa, yeah, that dupas. So this, this word achievement is achieving things, achieving certain paths, achieving certain realizations. Yes. Maybe we'll do two more questions and then uh, more. We'll maybe have time for more. In, in independent origination and dependent origination come, uh, are recognized through us, through one mind. They put, come from the same source. Independent origination and dependent origination come from the same, like, come from the same source. So the mistaken the view of, so independent origination is a mistaken view. That doesn't exist. There's no independent origination. Dependent origination is how everything exists. So are you saying, is the mistaken view and the non-mistaken view come from the same place? Is that the question? Yeah, well that, that would be part of the question. And then um, the state of emptiness okay. is, is part of independent origination? Uh, no, no. Uh, in, I think it's just a word usage. Uh, dependent origination is what proves emptiness. There is emptiness because things dependently originate. If they independently originated, they wouldn't be empty. So because of dependent origination, that proves emptiness. So the um Rimche, the Natsu Lo Mambo Sem Sem Mambo Yure. The Salo Mambo do the Natsu da um the Denzin Dang the the Luta Dang uh Doni Dopi Sherup the Sem Chipa Chiba Kayim Maris Sheba Kakar Doni Dubi Sheras and Deba Maduba Shiva Ludro. Then this and Deba Truvan Zivaludro. So these are all separate consciousnesses. Like the consciousness that grasps at things incorrectly would be a a, a consciousness and the consciousness that um 
understands correctly that things are not truly established, understands correctly that they are empty because they dependently originate, um, these would be different, different thoughts, if you will, so different origins. It wouldn't be a, a sat, a, in the same thought. It would be a separate link, wavelength, separate thought. Does that answer it? Yes, thank uh, you. Okay, so, um, so earlier when you were saying that the different um, sufferings we have, we don't have control over it, and you know, then you asked, like, what would scientists say about But I have a, quest, a kind of sort of a two-part question regarding that. And the first is so, doesn't our karma cause that? And in some respect, by our actions and behaviors, are we in a way controlling it because we alter our own karma? That's one question. And, and the second part is, so certain um, highly realized people or beings, I know that they have like long meditative states at their death. So is that in a way controlling your suffering? That's my question. Um, so, because they can stay longer through meditation, are they controlling suffering? In, in a way, yeah. That's, and then the other one does your, because you create your own karma over, you know, okay. millennial or whatever. Con does that, in a way, give you control? In a way, do you know what I mean? Rimache, um the point that just, I just want to make sure I translated it right. The lack of control is when the things will arise, how you will feel, when it will happen. Um, you have all of the things for good and bad, but you don't have the control. The, the lack of control is the, you're forced into, I was forced into, for instance, this body that had this kind of parents and the upbringing that I had and the face that looked like this and the big nose and, you know, I, I, I had that um, brought about. I didn't have any control over all those details. Now, in the, pa in the past, yes, I created all of the parts, but it's, it's not like um, one day I created a Jeff and the next day I created a Bob. It's just so many series of things that are randomly coming together. That's the lack of control. I can't control how those parts all come together. So I just want to make sure I translated it properly. Oh, when see. we say forced into these aggregates, it means that we didn't have a choice. Were we a boy or we were a girl? We didn't have that. That's the, that's the lack of independence. But uh, let me ask that other question. Um, the Lama Kashi, the Cheka Lama, Konsu Shigamari, Konsu Gonjagadu. Then the Konsu Rawan Dan Drapudu, Kongitsampa, the Natsu the Pumbo Napo Natsu Rawan Yomare, the Namo Nama Cheran Trisung. Yene Lama Chembo, Konsu Rawan, Yurube, Gangisen, and Konsu Shigamare, Sansan. So there are those who, um, who have more independence. Um, in term, because of their realizations, um, they have more abilities to control um, certain things. Not everything, but they have um, more abilities to guide. For instance, they want to be born a bodhisattva, and they can make aspirations very strongly and have that happen um, because of the power of their realization. Then, then they, they, you're a, uh, in Kong Triwa, the Ngatsu Lei. 
ngama sason gewa dan megewa then ni megewa ngatsu um um uh, dewa dungyao uh, yongore gewa dewa yongore then ni ngatsu rawan dan drapodu gangin sena ngatsu gewa sa dewa yongore ngatsu dungyao sa the ngatsu the megewa sa dungyao yongore Dan Sunsung, that's who did Rawa, you're a Kongi Trua. That's who Rawa, you're a bet. Go out, Ruba, don't go out now, Mago, Garajimason, not your own road. So there is, though, uh, in this sense of independence, in that um, going back to the initial question, that uh, we can choose to create virtue, which will create happiness later. We can choose to create non-virtue, which will create suffering later. So there is some kind of control that we have in our hands right now because we know about actions and their results. So we know that what our behavior is going to give rise to in terms of concordance. So we do have an independence in that sense, but we won't, though, uh, at our ordinary level, be able to control when and where and why and all of those other factors. Thank you very much. Uh, maybe uh, one more. Actually, we have to do the concluding prayers. Uh, concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. I don't want to push it. I always push it. I'm a pusher. All right. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers. Adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon, I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Avogateshvara, Tenzin Yatso, may you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandok, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, the spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts with exceptional wisdom and perseverance, to Jirim Chikuti Shapi Denilam, to Lamrim Chemo Kangar Chiranam, Gorim Papa Kangar Chiranam.